Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily, late night edition, with me, Mike, I'm in my dressing gown, Marshall, and Conrad, he's forgotten his pants, Gonzales. But I am wearing a negligee. Lovely. I bet it looks very nice. It's a bit tight on me. Oh. Then you need to go to that there slimming world. Hey, I lost four and a half pounds this week. What do you... Yes, but as we discussed off air, that was just the four and a half pounds that you put on last week. This is true, but I still <laughs> lost four and a half pounds. Your weight loss is up and down like a yo-yo. Like horse draws. No. Oh, actually, no. I did say it was the late night special, so... <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Who are I'm you? I'm fine. It seems ages since I saw you. Even though I saw you the other day, really. I physically yes. saw you as well. Physically saw me? Yes. I, I physically took you out for lunch. Yes. I took you out for lunch last time, didn't I? Yes. The family did. out, didn't I? Yes. And then I physically played a game with you. You did. <laughs> you. And then you physically let me win. But you... Beat me at Saga. You let me win. I didn't let you win, no. You did! I didn't. You promised. Hand on your heart. Hand on my heart, I didn't let you win. You was a loser then! <laughs> I did think, and this is probably uh, um, uh, another topic for uh, Fool's Daily. I did think that the charge from those blokes, those Saracen horsemen, was blocked by the um, the other unit that was there. Oh, okay. But I've, I've no. I've, this is this is why I think it's worthwhile discussing something like this. I, do you know what? I didn't care because you know if you're playing in a, we were playing the way we were, and I thought well. And I was thinking about this on the way home. I was thinking, well, just because the rules say that you've got to go in a straight line doesn't mean that you... It's, oh, it's, does it? It's not impossible. Yeah, I'm sure it does, but I will go and check. Oh, I thought you just had to be with... I thought you'd got to... You just, because it's not a charge. There is no charge yes. in, in... Do you know, saga, what? Do you know what? I might be completely, completely wrong, but it, it brought me to thinking about things like that sort of, you know, you know when I think you've mentioned it before, sort of within the the rules are a guideline, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, they are. Most definitely are. So it made me think about that. The whole two oh, hours oh, of driving home. Oh, oh, that's when, interesting. See, I I must admit, I didn't, I'd never even thought about that you had to move in a straight line in Saga. Because you don't anywhere else. You just have to move within long. That's right. Yep. Or, or medium if you're not sitting on a horse. <laughs> or, as uh, as happened to me... Oh, yeah, happened to me the other day with, when I was playing Nick. Um, mm. He reduced my movement on my horses by one because I had a fatigue. So... That made us go away and read how you use fatigue in Saga for doing that. 
because I I was going to do uh, the shorter shorter medium extra charge bit on for the, on the Norman board. Oh, the gallop. Gallop, yeah. And um, he said, "Well, I'm going to use the use the your fatigue to drop your movement." So we went away and read that because it kind of didn't seem right. And what you're meant to do in that situation is go, I'm, go- I'm going to activate this unit here. And then there's a pause, like you do in Malifaux, where you sort of say, he's a henchman, he can use soul stones. Would you like to use a soul stone type thing? Right. So you're meant to go, I'm, I'm going to activate this unit there. And your opponent's meant to go, I will spend the fatigue on that unit or not. But once you've done that, and he's, they've, you know, they've been given the opportunity, or you, you go, you say, would you like to spend the fatigue? Uh, if you're playing that way as well, which is probably the better way of playing it, uh, he's, you're then free to do what you, what you're meant to do, and pay the dice on the board. So it, that's oh, okay. I think that's very interesting. But otherwise, I said, you know, we were talking about it, and it's like, well, okay, because what I then did was I adjusted my move. And not, and I just moved about five millimeters forward, because obviously moving my horsemen a shorter distance than they were meant to, i.e., they were meant to be engaging some bowmen in a in a building, would put them right in the middle of the battlefield, waiting to be charged by some angry Vikings. And I didn't care for that, so I thought, okay, I'm just going to move here then. So that's why we went away and looked about how to play it, as it were. So all the timing and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. But then that, yeah, <coughs> that's back. That's uh, that's um, not about the gaming day, though. No, which is what we're supposed to be talking yeah. about. You just want to talk about the gaming day because I was a miserable git. No, you suggested it as a topic. <laughs> you just want to go. Mike was a miserable game. Oh, here we go. If the figure can contact an eligible enemy model, it must do so by the shortest path possible. This path must avoid impassable features or any terrain that would slow the unit down, such that making contact with the enemy becomes impossible. There's nothing about straight lines there. It just says shortest po- path possible. Okay, so it, so long as you're within the thing and you can get around stuff, yeah, then you're good. So I was good. Yeah, and I've learned something. Do you know what? <sighs> You're all, we always carry on learning something. It is, yeah. There, there is that. But, um, the rigidity of hordes and war, mach- war machine as a rule set passes down as an expectation to other rule sets, and. Saga's a much more free-flowing game, so there's n- it's a tight rule set. But um, yeah, no, that actually that's interesting. Cause, there you go. You know, that that's, that goes into our lackadaisical versus tight. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Saga is the perfect example. It is a tight rule set, but it is less constraining. Yep. Absolutely. So you were perfectly right in doing that, and uh, I didn't let you win. There you go. So that means me about Mike one hundred thousand, Conrad nil in twenty years. 
We haven't played that many times, have we? I reckon we've probably only played about 10 games in total in that 20 years. Have we ever played each other at WAB? Yes, twice. When it first came out. We've probably had about five or six fancy battle games. I think we had one at your place back in Oxford. Yeah, and we, well, we played that that memorable Sheffield Slaughter where we played twice. Yep. Which is the second game is one of my favourite games ever. We've played Malifaux once at Malifaux, I think. No, twice we've played because we played at Hockley as well. Yeah. But I don't. In all that time, I don't think we've had te- ten games. I don't think we got into double figures. Tabletop games. That's rubbish. <laughs> but anyway, we had a gaming day at Hockley. We did have a gaming with some gaming buddy friends. Yeah, so you and uh, Matty Cole were there from your lot. Yes, um, Nigel and Nick and Mike bailed out due to well, Mike bailed out on the morning because he he um, was told that he couldn't go. No, or he had a sick child. I can't remember which. Might have been the latter. And Nigel wanted to come to the club on Sunday, and so did Nick. So they couldn't do both. Fair enough. When they lie down in heavy rain, water collects in a depression in their forehead. Yeah, because we all know that you're the boss of your household. I have no thumbprint on my forehead, though. Yeah, did you enjoy doing all that tiling? I did actually. See, Strangely enough. Nick, Nigel, I'm standing up for you. <laughs> anyway, so yes, you turn up. Um, Pete and I came down. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee was busy doing bendy boards orders. Uh, so he couldn't make it. And um, Spooner was working. And then um, Mr. Crow and Austin, and who else came from? Jake. Ben. Oh, Jake came, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Came over from Thanet uh, Kenty Way. Yep. Um, and it's a really good place for us all to meet, I think, because it's, it's pretty much equidistant for all of us. Yep. How long does it take to, for you to get there? About an hour and a half. Just a little bit more than me. It takes me an hour. Yeah, so it's a it's a good spot for us to get together, and certainly after the success of this one, we're going to do it again. But Matt Matt Cole got there early, and he he texts me to say, um, "There seems to be a lot of people here. Have we got tables booked?" But thankfully, we had some tables put aside for us. Yes, we had, we did, because uh, Ben had sorted those out. So, yeah, so we basically, group of mates, getting together at the gaming centre to try out some new games. Yep. Um, and play people that we don't normally get to play against. I, I actually had aims for that day, would you believe? Aims? You had goals? Had, Come on, what were your goals? My goals were to play you at OGAM, or to learn OGAM, 
or get the yeah. experience of OCAM, and to play Pete, because I knew Pete was coming. And Pete's yeah. wanted to play me at Saga for a long time, uh, and I've wanted to play him as well. Um, so I wanted to play Saga, basically. Cool. Well, I didn't have aims. I did pack a hell of a lot of figures <laughs> and games. I did. I brought my walk along. I bought Guild Ball. I bought yeah, Saga. Yeah, I bought my walk along. I bought some proxy Ogam miniatures and some real Ogam miniatures. And that was it, I think. Oh, I bought a box of terrain as well, just in case. Yes, which we didn't need. No. But we started off with Ogam. Um, you versus me. The might of Kuranos. Versus, uh, I used Hell, didn't I? Like some cheeky power gamey thing. No, I didn't use Thor. <laughs> what is he good for? Absolutely nothing. Well, apart from winning at Ogam. Say it again. No, don't. So what did you think? I thought it was a lovely, quick game. Um... I did go back and read the rules, and I think we played one thing wrong. Oh, what did you think we played wrong? When you draw in a combat, you're meant to have another round. I believe. Are you? Yes. Until there is a winner. Oh, I love the way you said that. (laughs) Are you? I don't know. I I, I shall have to go and look, because... I didn't get that from reading the rules at all. But yeah, so but I really enjoyed it. It was um I like the mechanism, the uh the risk reward mechanism that you yeah. you have. Um I didn't really know what to do, so I've looked and there are some scenarios in there as well. Yes, there are. And um but I always, I always tend to think that scenarios complicate it for the first game. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I always, I firmly believe that playing a, the equivalent of a pitch battle in, as a first yeah. game in, in any game is a good way of doing it. Yeah. So you enjoyed it? Would you, would you play again? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it, I complete. I've completed building my um, warlord. Celts with their tops off, which are going to be my fanatics. Um, I haven't done anything with my archers as yet. I've been looking around for dogs, but I thought, no, I'll just wait for a minute. Um, and I bought a couple of figures off Taban miniatures, but they're Enigma fi- miniatures figures for my god figures. You are right. Blimey. Oh, but it only applies if it's mortals or legends. Yes, mortals or legends, not God. And we didn't have any ties with mortals or legends. Because the legends never tied. No. All right, I don't know if that situation has ever come up because I don't know if I've ever fought mortals against mortals. But it was, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. And then what made it even better for me was the fact that when our gods went into each other, Helen Kuranos, yeah. um, you got a draw and you've never had a draw before. 
No, I hadn't. I'd ne- I had never had Clash at Clash of the Gods or Clash of Titans before. So, and so what happens when when we have Clash of Titans when two gods draw combat, Mike? Everyone, uh, everyone goes, "Oh my God, the gods are fighting!" and becomes awed. <laughs> well, the legends get knocked down, and the mortals yeah. go, oh, "Look at them! It's scary." But I, I had the classic visions of Lord of the Rings where um, troops are being knocked over, you know, or, or wind rushed or whatever, you know, swathes yeah. of troops. Yeah, it is a very cinematic game. I, I went away and had a look at, on the website and there seems to be some sort of cards to be played for if you play sort of events or tournaments or anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I've not. I've not. Complications, sort of I think they're called, or something like that. Oh, okay. I've not looked at that. So I wondered. I wondered if you'd, uh, you'd had the opportunity to look to look at those. No, yeah. no, no. I've, I'm no. I just been playing it straight up. Rah! And have you played any of the scenarios as well? No, I haven't. Because most of the games that we've been play- we've played have been, you know, people's first or second games. But I, you know, if I start playing it, I haven't played it for a few weeks. But um, when I next get my game in, then I will probably start using scenarios. So these complication cards add little, little twists, yeah. So, for instance, if your god starts mounted, his horse, his mount is deployed at least too long away from. Slefnir. Oh, so there's little changes and tweaks. I like that. Nice. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to go and invest a little bit more and potentially buy some bits and pieces from Bendy Boards um, for Ogam. Excellent. And uh, I'm going to encourage some of the guys in our gaming group to see if uh, we can have a couple of games. I think it's I think it's it's a good the real thing I like about it. It only takes an hour to play. I could yeah, it's extremely You can quick. get three games in an afternoon. You can do it, you know, if there's there's four of you wanting to play, you could do a little round robin. Yep. And get three games in an afternoon quite easily. Um that's one of the things I really like about it. I need to put some of the more of the figures on my painting queue um i've had thor in his two-thirds done state for about six weeks he's now. very nice mike i saw him in the flesh well thank you um and it's interesting to see your painting skills transferred to a bigger figure in a good way i hope yeah, oh no absolutely i've just said that i oh. said it's a it, it looks really nice so I would love to see that when it's finished. Yeah, I need to, I need to finish him, but uh, I'm trying not to get. I'm trying to get. See, this is digression again. Uh, this show could be quite a long one. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get some projects finished up. Uh, yeah. So this is you're you're in the same place as I am. I, I the painting goals that you do, I I quite regularly have when I paint. 
um, especially as I'm on a timeline for the doubles now. Yeah. Um, but I am taking a leaf out of what you're doing as well. So I'm paint. I'm still mixing my painting up because I think that's a good thing. You have variation. So I'm going to probably slip in four Norman warriors, for instance, um, from Saga, because they should yeah. be fairly quick and easy. They're, a lot of them's um, a lot of it's chainmail. Yeah. So once the face bits are done, then the rest of it should be fairly quick. Yeah. Well, I've I'm sort of I'm setting myself little goals each week, and I'm going to. Exactly the same way that I use uh, Twitter as my support group for weight loss. I'm using Twitter as my support group for painting. Mm-hmm. So I'm tweeting at the on the Monday. I'm going, this is what I've got to paint this week. And then I'll see, you know, I'm posting work in progress pictures and stuff. So this week I went, right, to get to 3,000 painted epic, I've got, this stuff to do. And it's only about 10 or 11 figures. Oh, you've done well. well most, of, most, of it is do- most of it is done. Um, the last big remaining thing to do was a blitz brigade. So eight tanks. Um, so I decided, right, I'm going to do those this week. And they're my number one thing. And my second thing is to paint a flesh con- another flesh construct for my Malifaux crew. So a question to ask you whilst you're doing this so far. I know mm-hmm. it's your first week. Is it, has it been a chore? No, it hasn't. Well, I think, I think that says something. It hasn't. It's, what it's done is it's given me some focus. Yep. Because I've not just painted. So um, I've put together... I had a hankering to do... A sort of a Hammer House of Horror crew that will work for Algum. Yep. So I've put together some Mantic Zombies and some Skeletons. Yep. But then I also um, got a new Saga army at the weekend from Pete. Yep. Um, the Saracens that beat you. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, they, they beat me. <clears throat> they, they got revenge, basically. Yes. Um, from you slapping them and i um i cut some they weren't on proper bases they were you know blue tacked onto things and onto bits and bobs so i cut some proper bases and um i've now glued all the horses onto proper 50 mil bases yeah uh ready so that Next week, what I'll do, one of the hobby tasks I'll do will be to sand and undercoat all of these models. I think I'm going to do follow your lead, and I'm going to start doing that. This is what I want to achieve on a Monday tweet and tweet. Well, I've been tweeting progress anyway. Yeah, I have it in my head that I want to finish these six spiders and the um, electrical creation by the end of the week. in the meantime, I've been progressing other stuff. So I've started on the swarms. Harold, Howard's undercoated, ready to go. Right. The flesh on Ramos is done. Um, I've started to make some bases for, because unfortunately, the, the service from Black Cat bases has, has, has been 
tweeted about has di- disappeared so I'm, I'm not going to get those bases in time so i've had to green stuff some bases for some more spiders and joss joss isn't i haven't got a, a base for him the new plastic right. joss or the old metal one as well so i've made those today but i'm i'm progressing stuff yeah so that's what i'm going to do so but i'm focusing mine around finishing things up so like i say i'm going to finish up get this three thousand points of epic over the next few weeks um and Spoons and I are going to play um, some Fistful of Kung Fu at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I want to have a painted crew for that. Right. Um, because they've been sitting in the case half done for months. So I'm going to paint up my evil Kung Fu going. Now, they're very easy to paint because, you know, for majority of them, they're white. They're just white geese. So it's just painting um, a sort of a hessian color. On a load of guys, yep. so six or seven different figures, um, and then the bruiser is going to have um, probably a blue gi, or maybe a yellow one. I haven't quite decided. And then the 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 my boss is going to be in black. Uh, so I'm going to you know I'm going to paint those up as I yeah. Um, <clears throat> go and that'll be ne- that'll be next week's large amount of figures that i'm going to do so i think my my goals are going to be arcanists crew for doubles black diamond for the york tournament the relic knights tournament tournament so i've only got the diamond back left to do for that now yeah um and in the meantime my bolt action stuff has come so I would like to be in a position where I have stuff made up to have a game, hopefully by the end of the month, like you with, with Spoons, uh, and actually have a game of bolt action. Um, and then the task of painting it. But in the back of my mind, also, whilst, this, whilst the main painting stuff's gone and finished, is completing the saga Normans. Yeah, and they look lovely, your Saga Normans. Thank you very much. I I enjoyed painting them. I, and then I want to move on to finishing my epic stuff off. So we're starting to drop into some of the quarterly goals that, that I've actually put down, which yeah. is kind of strange, really. But we're not supposed to be talking even talking about this. No. So from from Ogam, you gave uh, other people Ogam go. I gave, I gave other people Ogam demos. They all seem to like it. Um I then played Pete at Saga. Yep. And we played a scenario out of the Cross and Crescent book, which included endless war bands in the scenario. And Pete's quite right. It doesn't help the Saracens, I don't think. But all the Saracen force that he had. So I think uh, I, I won him. I beat him on victory points. I won him. <laughs> You won him. I, won, I did. I won him good and proper. Are you taking him with you then? If you've won him, uh, is he in, is a, he coming to... in a box? Yeah. Um, but I, but I've had a few games of Saga recently because I'm trying to play all the scenarios from the Grand Melee. So at least I'm hoping to go there to the Grand Melee, and that means at least I have an idea of what the scenarios are about. Because the last time I went. Um, to the Grand Melee, which was at uh, Firestorm in Cardiff. I only went for day one. 
But some of the scenarios I hadn't even played. And I remember playing the second scenario and it was essentially a race to three pieces of terrain. It's the sacred ground scenario. And I sort of clip clopping along with my horses positioning and my opponent rushed all his stuff forwards and occupied those bits of terrain and you get points on each turn on based on what you know what you've got in those bits of sacred ground and it was like oh i played that completely wrong then and i think part of it was because i'd never played the scenario before so i'm just making sure that i'm familiarizing myself with the game but in the meantime i'm just loving saga really really loving it it's so evocative the endless war bands i could I was thinking of Kingdom of Heaven whilst it was going on. Right. You know, and was, you're sort of in this part of a battlefield and then all of a sudden some reinforcements were coming on from the back and that's where the endless warband thing comes in because as you, as you have enough points that are dead off the board, if there are enough points to form a, a legal unit, you can bring them back on again. Right, okay. It's a bit like Zulu Dawn sort of thing, or Zulu rather. They, they keep coming. But yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, cool. And then we went on to the uh, the then we played, the, the lo- then we, legendary walk doubles game. Then we played walk. <laughs> well, I've, I, I, I in the first time in twenty years, I've never seen you like that before. I didn't want to play. He was like a petulant little boy, being who just didn't want to eat their greens. I know. <laughs> I know. I felt bad enough about it as it is. <laughs> but I think you realised something through it. Well, I I sort of knew before we started and um I didn't know that, you see. It just confirmed it for me. Yeah. I don't like walk. I don't think it's that you don't like it. I think it's that you don't like it enough to play anymore. No, no, I know. I've I've thought about it a lot since that game. And I don't like it. And I'll tell you what I don't like about it. I don't like the lack of interaction between the two sides. The two armies on the board, you mean? Yes. if If your troops attack my troops, regardless... I, I have no say in what the outcome of the combat is going to be. Okay. You know, there is no interaction between the two players uh, at, yeah, th- at the crucial at the crucial point. If I, if I take Saga, for example, you roll dice when you attack me. I roll dice. And depending on the outcome of how I roll and you roll determines the, com- the result of the combat. Yep. Okay. In walk, you roll dice. I take figures off. There isn't anything that I can do to prevent that happening. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think what you're missing is that, um, like many games, you put certain figures or models up against a particular group of figures or figure. And the outcomes will be different dependent on the abilities of the yeah, two so forces. We, I, I, I'll accept that completely. 
which means that you have to know every single model. To a certain extent, yes, if you want to go that far, but it, it's also about potentially just knowing your own stuff. Well, no, I, no, I disagree. So we'll take if we look at my things. I have on the um, in the Garitzi, which is the faction that I was using. There are things that you know take away armor, for example, mm-hmm. or take away dodges. If you're playing an a army that has no against an army that has none of those things, then all of those abilities are useless. Yep. Whereas, um, and if they happen to be if they happen to be playing the force that is useful against you, um, you know that takes away dodge, for example, and turns them into hits, then you're at a massive disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not balanced by a point system because everything is is a point. Yeah, effectively. I mean, I felt to a certain extent like that the first few games I played against Nazir, and bearing in mind I'd only played Nazir up until about a month ago when I played Hadros for the first time, um, and I felt as though there were particular models in there that my technics couldn't cope with, but I went. And well, no. Once I'd once I'd seen what um, I can't remember what they called it—the ladies, the scantily clad ones with the butts and boobs. Oh, I don't remember. The slightly buxom ones. Anyway, um, once I realised what they could do, I put a particular troop type against it. So that was a learning thing, just like. You do in Malifaux or in other or in other games, but I think there's. But there were still figures there. There were still models on the table that I didn't seem to be able to do much about. Um, but having said that, the scenarios or the motivations come into play. So you are playing to those. There is always going to be an element of killing models on the other side to get the extra. Um, morale points knocked off your opponent's morale so uh i i can see what you're saying there is nothing there there, there is not there is not always an interaction between the two players well there's some of the, there's never an interaction between the two players well, is there yes there is depending on abilities on your on your model so for instance when i was playing against I can't remember who it was, but something I could affect the dice roll on my opponent's dice roll. And I could make a pip up, I could move a pip up or down or make them re-roll. But it's, it's, that's not on every model. That's only... Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. And yes, I understand that the faction that I was playing are designed to be a glass cannon. But... If you attack, then and you don't roll well, or um, the abilities that you have don't work against uh, that, you know the the particular mod enemy that you're fighting, and so therefore you have, um, you know, you're working on the base level of the cards. Then you're, it's an exercise. It it's, seems to be an exercise in futility, and. Yes, if you roll better, then it counteracts. But the fact that, you know, 
I roll dice, you take your models off, you roll dice, I take my models off, and there is no inter there is no interaction at that point, which is the crucial point in a war game. Um I just don't like. I think it's a very elegant and simple mechanic. Um don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the mechanic is crap, because I think it's a good mechanic. Yeah. I, I just think it's just not a mechanic for me. I mean one of the things I found and it's it may be I don't think it is even learning games only. I've had, I've got all the faction cards on my iPad. Mm. So I will be looking at my opponent's faction cards when we're fighting. I see. I'm, I, I, no, that's far too much of an effort to put in. And, uh, and I've, you know, looking at some of the Nazir stuff, I, I remember the last game I had against Nick and one of the models he had, had no overpower on it. So there was, and then, then there was an ability that helped him, that that not having an overpower result on it on his um, the front of his card enhanced the ability that he had on the back of his card. So I, it, that was like a stacking buff essentially, but it did make me feel as though it's purely down to dice rolls whether or not I can kill that model. At the end of the day, well, I think that that's very true, and a lot of with, I mean, that's one of the other things is that um, a lot of if the model has resilience two, and you can't roll tens, then you have to do combined activations to try and roll more dice. Yep. Um, which is just sucking models in, and if you know resilience two models, certain factions have a lot of them, and. So other factions don't. Yep, exactly right. As I discovered when with your Garitzi, because yeah. they were quite squishy. Oh yeah, they fall over in a stiff breeze. But do, you, do you think there'd be any? Uh, do you think all the cards should have a standard front then, uh, in terms of results? Because that's one of the ways of varying. The... I, I I don't know. I mean, I just I I like the models. I just don't think it's a game for me, and I think. The games that I have played confirm that for me. I think it's very elegant. I think it's a very well-designed game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... It's just a rule set that doesn't work for me. The same way, I suppose, the War Machi- Hordes and War Machines... Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, in more in Hordes and War Machines, to be fair, the models put me off before I even get to the the rules. But I think that that's in Wok, and um, so I'm going to just repurpose some of my figures and then sell the rest off. Well, I might need a werewolf off you then. <laughs> okay. For my uh, Ogam Celts. Well, I'm using it for um, my Hammer House of Horror Ogam. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I got I got a game of Star Wars Armada in, which yes, I enjoyed, but. Um, I not enough to go and buy it, and it's one of those thing. One of those games when I first saw it, you know, it was going to be an impulse buy. I was going, oh, shall I pre-order it? Shall I get it? It looks brilliant, you know. This is what I've been waiting for. Taking Star Trek Attack Wing, but in the Star Wars universe, the mechanics seem to be a, a better way of showing, you know, lumbering 
destroy yeah. ships moving around and the fact that you have the little fighters there and I loved it and everything but then <sighs> the Imperial ships are cool the rebel ships don't are nothing compared to it so I thought no I'll, I'll leave that for now yeah but you only play one side yeah I know so play the Imperials this, this is an option yeah I have looked at some of the wave releases, and uh, I like some of I like that big sort of rebel ship that's coming out. But, the dreadnought, yeah, but that's a beast. I played against that yesterday. But I haven't. It's not enough for me to go away and yeah, and, that, and that's that's fair enough. I must admit, I played it. So I'd only played starter games up until yesterday of it, and I played against Lee yesterday, um, and we played three hundred points. So I had. What what is considered the standard I think, I game? Think, well, I'd have to go and look at the official rules, but it's the points levels change as more waves get released. And I think when you get to wave two being out, then it's four hundred points. Right. Um. But we were playing three hundred yesterday, and so I had um, two victory star destroyers. And one of the little, the new little imperial ships, the Gladiator. Yep. Um, and it was awesome. It was a brilliant game. Really enjoyed it. Discovered a new rule, um, which I didn't know, uh, which was good. That is, if you have if you have something on your command dial and you don't want to use it straight away, you know that turn, then you can put a token down right on your card, and you can use your token at a later date. Okay, fine. So that was pretty cool. You could basically save up kebabs. Um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it is the late night version. It is the late night version. Blimey, it is late. Um, the Assault Frigate Mark II, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice. And some the Wave 2 ships are lovely. Because you get another little one for... Um, the rebels, and then you get home one, which is Admiral Agbar's flagship. Yeah, whatever. And then for that's right for the Imperials, you get an Imperial class uh, star destroyer, which is a really big star destroyer, <laughs> but not as big as the Executor class, which is the one that I'm waiting for. Uh, I, I did find a couple of things. Finickety with the rules. The uh, even though the that whole sort of wiggly wiggly movement stick is great, it's it becomes impractical when you've got a lot of stuff on the board or when you've got stuff in the way. So we found that we found yesterday that practice makes that a lot easier. No, so just playing it a bit more. Yeah, getting used to where to put it down. Getting used to how to manoeuvre it yeah. around. Um was was a lot better. I think there are a couple of components in that game that could do with some extra work. The dials on the ties, you know, the squadrons. Yeah. Because there really is no way to turn them in place, so you have to pick them up and put them down. And I can see, if people got finickety about it, you'll be putting markers down Compet- in the same way. Yeah, because... Um... <laughs> The com- in the same way that you know, you, organized you, you mark yeah. your ball in a golf tee. Well, in the, if you play the proper competitive rules, um, 
then you can only play on official uh, fancy flight game mats. Are you uh, are you still going to pursue that or not? Go to your, your Star Wars Armada event. There is a Star Wars Armada event at the local at the one of the local game stores. It's um, much more a board game and uh, magic type store. Um, but they do run uh, organized play events. They've run X-wing and things there. Yep. And I am tempted to go along. Just to see what it's like. And it's, you know, I think there are five people signed up for it. And two of them are mates of mine. So, probably so be, it's probably, not... probably going to be a good good bit of fun anyway. It'll be, good, it'll be a good laugh. I mean, there, there, there was... These things are remind me of MTG-type gatherings. But... There is also the group of people there that who are going there to have some fun. So when I when I went to the Star Trek ones, mm. yes, I may have had one or two or one one particularly hard game, as it were. But um, everyone else was sort of quite relaxed. But you could see the people who were taking it seriously because they had all the gubbins there. You know, they had that the extra bits that they won off previous organised play events and. They the guy they were the guys who'd metted the whole thing and were there to win the tournament. So but you kinda get that in any game system, so I was just happy playing flying ships around and going pew pew and things like you know. Well, I did play the Star Wars theme music <laughs> while we were playing yesterday. Did at any point did it become irritating? No. <laughs> no. I have bought another ship. I did decide, because I decided a better fleet combination was to have two of the little ones and one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, rather than two big ones. And two one gladiators. One. Two gladiators. Because then you can have, the big one can be a class two. Right. And the class two victories are just so much better than the class ones. <sighs> But you're enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. So I, enjoy, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Much more than I enjoyed Wok. <laughs> so, yes. So I did get a bit of a strop on about Wok. And it it wasn't with anyone I was playing. It was... It was with the game. Know, yeah, it was. I, just, I think you've been... I just didn't enjoy the game. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather have stuck pins in my eyes. But But I think it got to the stage of you offering models... To the oppo- to our opponents because we were the doubles team against Ben and Oz. Yes, no, offering what? Mo- no, I wasn't offering models. I wasn't. That would never happen. <laughs> okay, possibly. I felt bad. I know because I thought I thought I'd let you all down by being a twat. No, no, you didn't. I think I, did. I think I think part of it. No, I think people love you too much. That's the problem. You see, they would have stayed, I think they should have turned around and said, "Mike, you're being a twat. Can you stop? Can you uh, can you start playing?" You would have gone, "No," <laughs> and carried on. So there was no point. I think. I think the bottom line is if you you don't play it, and that's that. Yeah, yeah, that is it. That's me done on that game. I really should learn. 
Just stick, just stick with games that only cost me a tenner. What, the rules book, you mean? Yeah. You, well, yeah, I suppose so, but that won't be the case. No, it won't be. <laughs> it won't be. So well, I should take I should take a leaf out of Dwayne's book and just take um, play um, games where you can just use any figure you want. I th- quite like where I am with gaming, being able to do both, though. Yeah, so do I, to be honest. So do I. Anyway, you know we've been talking for nearly 50 minutes. I was just about to say, how long have we been running for? About 50 minutes. We should probably go. I think we should do, but I think probably people may have missed us anyway. They might have done. Well, well, they won't have missed me because I've been on all the time. I know. You're like, on all the time. I did five days with Spooner. That's like, uh, and then I'm and then I'm done another two days with Spooner, and Patrick as well. Yeah, and then we did the par- Spooner was with me when we did we talked to the paranoid miniature guys. <sighs> right, I've been Conrad, and I've been Mike. Goodbye, and we love you. We do. Oh, I was going to say we love them. We do love. But you just wanted to say bye bye. Goodbye, lovely people. Oh, okay. How about saying bye-bye, and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Catch you later, big boys and girls. Night-night. Fools Daily is proud to be helping out with WAC 2015, a great charity drive in support of Macmillan Nurses. Check out the Just Giving page at www.justgiving.com slash WAC2015 or search for WAC on Twitter.